Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Go Vols 247 podcast. I am Ben McKee, joined by Ryan Callahan for a third time in two days because Tennessee stays hot on the recruiting trail, Mr. Callahan, with its third commitment in, what, 30 hours or, or so, 36 hours, some somewhere in that ballpark. Three commitments in a day and a half. That, that's, that's pretty good last time I checked. Not, not bad work for a what's supposed to be a weekend off for uh, for Tennessee's program. Uh, yeah, Tennessee lands uh, another class of 2024 commitment. Gage Ginther of Colorado. He's from Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, obviously not a state Tennessee recruits a whole lot. Uh, if you've been following this for years, though, um, like, like I now have, I guess, uh, that, that doesn't feel like it. But about 10 years ago, Tennessee got a commitment from a guy named Dan Skipper out in Colorado who uh, ended up flipping from Tennessee and going to Arkansas following Sam Pittman uh, after after his, uh, after his that, that coaching staff was kind of blown up uh, late in that, that recruiting cycle. And Skipper, of course, went on to become a really good player in college. He was like six foot nine, went on to become a good NFL player. So um, Colorado, not the most talent-filled state historically, but that's a, a good example of you, know, you, you can find some good players there, you know, here and there. And especially interesting, Tennessee's able to go into that state and get somebody now that Deion Sanders is at Colorado and, and you know, generating some national buzz there. Tennessee goes in there and takes the number one player out of the state of Colorado, beating out some pretty good programs for him. Uh, Colorado was in the mix, but it sounds like Nebraska was really the runner up uh, in this one. Oregon also was a contender, had some, had some pretty good offers. So uh, nice pickup and a, and a guy that Tennessee you know has been involved with for a few months, but just got on campus for the first time last weekend. So kind of came together quickly and, and a visit that just blew him away. Uh, honestly, I think he was always pretty interested in Tennessee after getting that offer and wanted to make sure he looked into an SEC school for sure. So it was a place he was eager to visit. But just coming away from there for the first time, said it even felt a little bit like home, reminded him of Colorado a little bit with the mountains in the area, you know, a little bit of outdoors aspect to it, uh, much like Colorado. So uh, I, I think he liked that and you know has a – has a, a family member in the area that, that uh, I believe he said works at UT Medical Center or somewhere uh, somewhere close to, to campus like that. So he's even got people he knows in the area if he needs uh, some support. So no, no doubt a, a, one of those situations where it just seemed like a, the right fit after just one visit. So a guy that wasn't looking to make a, a decision this early at all, but just said, hey, it feels right. I'm going to go ahead and commit and uh, went home. And after thinking about it for a couple of days, Called uh called Glenn Ellerby and and Kevin Pendleton uh the the offensive graduate assistant who just joined Tennessee staff in the past few months and committed so so nice nice pickup here for Tennessee you know three star prospect we'll get into that in a minute I'm sure but a guy that you know had had some pretty good offers despite you know having those three stars next to his name and and again I always say uh, a three star offensive lineman that that doesn't necessarily mean much especially this early it's such a developmental position you just have to. You just have to trust coaches with their evaluations sometimes, and clearly Tennessee liked them. Yeah, and you just touched on this a, a little bit, but the the thing that stands out is that he's from Colorado. He's he's not from the South or 
even Michigan or, or Ohio or, or Florida. And he's from Colorado. And and you mentioned it. Deion Sanders out there now. How in the world did Tennessee go into Colorado and, and land this commitment? Yeah, kind of an interesting story how, how Tennessee started uh, recruiting him. Shows you the value of support staff guys. I mentioned Kevin Pendleton. Uh, he, he's kind of been spearheading his recruitment. They had, they had developed a pretty good relationship when Pendleton was at Missouri as a member of the recruiting staff there. So he's now at Tennessee in an offensive GA role, uh, was hired to, to kind of make up for the departures of, uh, of some of the guys that, that followed Alex Golish to, to USF back in December. And he comes in, has a relationship with, uh, with, with several guys, and we've seen some others that Tennessee has offered because, of, because Pendleton was recruiting them. Obviously, when you're at Missouri, Colorado is a little closer for them than it is for, for Tennessee. Not, not super close, but close enough. It's one of those states you probably got to look over a little more closely. Um, you know, with that being said, clearly some other other good schools had found uh, had found Gage Genther, but but Tennessee uh, had not offered him until January, and uh, so so Pendleton liked him, showed him to Tennessee's staff. They look at the film, they offer him, and and stayed pretty involved with him from that point forward. So uh, this is where support staff uh, members can can really pay off, and uh, I think in this case you've got to give Kevin Pendleton, even though he does he doesn't get the credit as the primary recruiter on his 24-7 sports profile because we can't credit uh, support staff members. It has to be a full-time assistant coach for that. But Pendleton, in this case, played a, a big role in getting Tennessee to start recruiting him and, and developed a good relationship with him, even dating back to Missouri. So that, that's kind of how, how it got started. And again, it shows you Tennessee can recruit nationally. They've done this before. You know, Again, the, the Dan Skipper example, but they've gone to California. They've gone to plenty of other states in the past to – uh, to, to find talent and, and, and take advantage of opportunities where they might have them. And so no question when there's a guy in, in Colorado or Arizona or somewhere out there, they're, they're, they're going to recruit them if they like them. And, uh, and in this case, just one of those guys they were able to get on campus in the spring and you never know when one of these might happen. A guy just comes in on a visit and is just blown away and, and feels like it's the right fit and is obviously excited about the chance to play in the SEC. Yeah, what what did they like about Gage Ginther out of Fossil Ridge High School in Fort Collins, Colorado? Because you you mentioned it earlier, he he's a three star. We at two four seven have him rated as the forty fourth interior offensive lineman. Although he is the top player in the state of Colorado, uh, and then in the composite, he's ranked seven hundred and fifty fourth overall. Which there will be some fans out there that overreact and and roll their eyes, but uh, what matters is Glenn Ellerby's and uh, Pendleton's and, and Heupel's evaluation. And, and what do you think they were sold on and why they really wanted to go out and land this commitment? Well, we, we've talked before, and, and he has rated an interior offensive lineman, so so there is a possibility he ends up being a guard. Uh, but it sounds like Tennessee sees him as as a, a possible right tackle. At least that's, that's what they've indicated to this point. Uh, that's you, you see that we've seen Tennessee recruit a lot of guys over the years who are possible guards or right tackles, but he definitely has the length to play right tackle. I think he's listed at six, five and a half. And that's what he was measured at at Tennessee last weekend. Uh, I think 287 pounds right now. So uh, a good lean tackle body, uh, some good athleticism. You, you see, he can get to the, uh, fires off the ball pretty quickly, can get to the second level, you know, pull, pulls well, things like that. Um, so, so, so that kind of mobility, that's, that's always what this staff is, is looking for. They've shown a willingness, you know, I think some people have been a little bit surprised by this. We we've touched on it in, in years past on this podcast as they've gotten guys like Masai Reddick, um, you know, some of those bigger bodied offensive linemen they've signed, obviously Larry Johnson in this past class, 
Um, they, they've been willing to take some bigger bodied offensive linemen than I think some people expected uh, when Glenn Ellerby and Josh Heupel and the, and the rest of the staff arrived. I think a lot of people thought they'd be recruiting more offensive linemen that looked like Jesse Perry, who committed to Tennessee yesterday around 275, who looked like Gage Ginther, a, a leaner tackle body, a, a little bit bigger than Perry. Um, but these are, you know, they're, they're looking for guys who can play tackle. We, we've talked about it. It's, it's the biggest need for Tennessee on the offensive line to kind of restock the cupboard at tackle. You know, they've got a pretty good situation this year after patching things up in the transfer portal with John Campbell, but they've got to find the future at that position and uh, bring in two, if not three guys in this class who can really be likely tackles in the future. And, and, and there's a chance one of those guys always could end up at guard. Maybe Ginther ends up being that guy, but, um, but either way, you've got some options there with his frame, his athleticism. So there's a, there, there's a lot to like about him on, uh, on film and, and Tennessee clearly intrigued by the athleticism and the length. And um, after spending time with them on campus, I think they felt personality-wise, intelligence-wise, he's a fit for what they do. That's that's always kind of a key with Glenn Ellerby. He likes guys who are who are smart, who understand the game, who who know how to uh, to to process things quickly because you have to rush to the line of scrimmage, know know your assignment, know where you're going on the on the next play, and be ready to go immediately. So they like guys who are quick good thinkers and i think as they got to know gage ginther it just seemed like a fit you know it's one of those guys we we weren't talking about him a lot before we visited tennessee last weekend but you know this time of year there's a lot of names fairly high on the board and sometimes you get guys on campus and you learn more about them get a better feel for them kind of inch them up your board a little bit sometimes just based on being around them thinking that that guy's a fit i liked his film and and maybe you go back and watch his film more after the visit and say i really like this kid And, and and so so visits like that can change what you think of a player. And in this case, I think Ginther was one of a number of guys Tennessee was actively recruiting and liked. But once they got him on campus and, and both sides kind of felt out the other, I think it just seemed like one of those situations where it was a, it was a, it was kind of a match made in heaven once they got to know each other. Right. And and this makes back-to-back three-star offensive line commitments. And and we went into a, a pretty in-depth conversation on Friday's podcast after Jesse Perry from the mid-state committed, the, the first of the two offensive linemen to commit this weekend. And we won't get into to that deep of a conversation again on, on this podcast. Would just encourage you to to go back and, and listen to, to that pod if you haven't already. But Tennessee hasn't necessarily landed the the Wanye Morris's <laughs> on a regular basis to this point uh, under Josh Heupel, uh, the, the Darnell Wright's the 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 high level four stars the the five stars uh that they did go out last year and and land Shamarad Umarov and and again as I apologized on Friday I apologize once once again for butchering Sham's name um and, and if you haven't noticed I refer to him as Sham because I do butcher his name my apologies I will work on it like I did Nico Eal Maliava I, I've got that one down so I need to work on Sham's as well before uh before fall camp gets here. Um, but that that was a high level recruit that Tennessee was able to land at the offensive line position out of Georgia. Other than that, it's it's been kind of developmental offensive linemen, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as they pan out. And Ryan, to to pretty much summarize our conversation on the podcast yesterday, there's no reason not to trust Josh Heupel or Glenn Ellerby just yet. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, I'll throw in Addison Nichols as another another big-time pickup. That was a guy that had, obviously, a lot of offers, took an official visit to Georgia and some other, other good programs, had a connection to the to the program with his mom, 
uh, having family in the area and all that stuff, uh, having gone to UT, but uh, but still a, a big-time pickup there. So they've gotten a couple of those guys, but, yeah, to your point, they've not made a habit of signing you know classes full of four stars. And, and that might be the reaction from some here, seeing Tennessee take early commitments from Jesse Perry and Gage Ginther on back-to-back days. Uh, I, I'll say this, I, I think you – know, to, to, to the point you just mentioned, yes, absolutely. I think you I think you give Glenn Ellerby and this staff kind of the benefit of the doubt right now. You know, the, as we as we touched on yesterday's podcast, there's still some questions about how their evaluations have, have worked out on the whole because we haven't seen a lot of those guys start yet. Uh, we have seen that they've taken some guys in the transfer portal who've worked out. It looks like Gerald Mincy uh, has, has worked out really well so far. That was a guy that was brought in to be you know, maybe a maybe a sixth lineman or a second, a, a third tackle last year. That I don't think they saw him as for sure a day one starter, and he came in and was probably even better than they expected, and started last year for a lot of the season. Um, Jeremiah Crawford, the other guy that started uh, some games at left tackle last year, that was a nice late junior college pickup uh, in in the first days of the Heupel era after he arrived at Tennessee. So they've had some good evaluations that we've seen, uh, but it's not been. There have not been so many that we can say are, are, are good evaluations that we can say for sure, yeah, you've got to give this staff the benefit of the doubt. But I think with the development we've seen from other guys, there's enough enough evidence there to suggest they know what they're looking for. Glenn Ellerby's done a good job. I, I always say this, too, on offensive line recruiting, that there aren't many rock star recruiters on, off, on the offensive line. There just aren't. Yeah, There's a reason Sam Pittman and Mario Cristobal – have gotten so much mileage out of their reputations over the years, uh, and they they connect with recruits so well, and and why they be- became head coaches. Because if you are that good of a recruiter as an offensive line coach, you stand out. Most offensive line coaches, you you're wanting a guy who's a coach first at that position, maybe above all others, because it's so important to develop and get the most out of your players on the offensive line. Uh, and you can find guys, you can find three stars who become. NFL players at that position, far and wide, plenty of them. So it's all about finding the right guys, developing them. Glenn Ellerby, I think, has shown he can do that. And, and getting Darnell Wright to the NFL draft this year and having him go early is going to help Tennessee's cause as they continue to, to look to improve their offensive line recruiting. But there's nothing wrong with taking some three stars like that when you believe in them. Um, for all we know, one or both of these guys could end up being four stars by signing day. We just don't know. But there's a lot to like about them measurable-wise, athleticism-wise. They, they they are good-looking players. So I, I don't think anyone should have a problem with either of these takes early for Tennessee. I think they feel they're getting a couple of pretty good guys who are fairly high on their board. And this allows them to kind of zero in on some of those higher-ranked guys that they're still in on. And they've got room for a couple more good ones that they uh, obviously would like to land in this class. So these are your foundational guys. You get a couple of nice three-stars in there you like. Now kind of focus on the bigger fish. And this this gives you a nice foundation to build on for the rest of this offensive line class. And you're leading into our next topic of conversation after Tennessee picks up back-to-back offensive line commitments in the class of 2024. Jesse Perry from the Mid-State and then Gage Ginther from Fort Collins, Colorado. But first, we do need to take a break here on the Go Vols 247 podcast. So we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Go Vols 247 podcast. He is Ryan Callahan. I am Ben McKee discussing Tennessee's third commitment of the weekend, Easter weekend. The Vols were supposed to be off. We're supposed to be off. Wink, wink. We're never off in this business. Um, but shout out to to Tennessee for for keeping Ryan Callahan busy this weekend. That that's what I'm here for. I, I think Tennessee needs to keep Ryan Callahan busy 365 <laughs> days out of the year, which, which he is. It's recruiting, but I'm talking about the type of busy where we've got to record podcasts and, and Ryan's got to write articles about what the coach thinks of the commitment and, and what the analysts are saying. And if you want to hear about all those things from Jesse Perry and Gage Ginther's commitment, all those are up at GoVols247.com. But before we proceed with the conversation and wrap up here on the pod, do want to encourage you to go like, rate, and review. We would greatly appreciate that. Ryan, you started to touch on it in, in your last couple of comments there before the break. Uh, Tennessee's offensive line class off off to a really good start. Two early commitments, and uh, that that surely bodes well. It, it does, and uh, and I think Tennessee's got plenty of uh, plenty of good options there on the offensive line uh, going forward. That you know, having two commitments by the before the middle of April, that's that's not something you expect. So uh, that that's a, that's a very good start. Uh, getting one of those guys in state, obviously Jesse Perry. We talked about that one was you know, that that one was a little more predictable. Uh, you know, weeks ago uh, we knew Tennessee had been after him pretty hard since since giving him an offer in February. Gage Ginther looked like one of a bunch of targets on the board who was a possibility. And and while I'm at it, Tennessee hosted two offensive line targets in the 2024 class from the state of Colorado last weekend. Hayden Treeter uh, from Colorado also came in last weekend. So he was another guy that we were kind of keeping an eye on to see would something more serious come out of that visit. You know, so far, hard to say where that one's going to go. But um, but now that they've taken, taken uh, Gage Ginther, you know, I think they're going to because they, you know, probably are looking at signing four, you know, maybe five offensive linemen, probably four a more realistic goal right now. Um, you you got to be a little more selective going forward. Um, not that not that they were casting a, a wide wide net uh, taking these two. Again, I think they like these guys quite a bit to be taking them early. Um, but you know, these last couple spots, you, you, you're going to want to fill them with some some bigger fish uh, if at all possible, and uh, and get some guys that that you've been targeting for a long time. So. You know that we'll see if they can hang around in the race for some guys like Brandon Baker, the five-star from California, who was on campus last weekend. Uh, Daniel Calhoun is one we've mentioned that's visited Tennessee uh, a handful of times since last summer. So Tennessee's deep in it with him, uh, with Georgia and Alabama, probably being the favorites right now. But Tennessee hanging around in that one. Uh, Max Anderson from Texas has an official visit to Tennessee scheduled. Four-star Ethan Callaway from North Carolina has already visited Tennessee this year. Marcus Easley out of Illinois. Another four-star that, that just visited Tennessee recently, coming back on an official visit that had already been scheduled to Knoxville for this summer. Uh, 
Fletcher Westfall, a four-star from Virginia, just visited recently. Kevin Haywood, a four-star from Pennsylvania. As you can see, a lot of names on the board still. So they're in a very healthy spot. And, and oh, by the way, that doesn't even include one of the guys who's probably one of their top interior offensive line targets, Ronan O'Connell of Page High School in Franklin. Another in-state guy Tennessee likes quite a bit. Only three stars next to his name, but I, I'm pretty high on Ronan O'Connell. I, I, I like Jesse Perry, too, but O'Connell has been a, a Tennessee target for, for more than a year now in the Vols and, and more than 30 other teams uh, have offered. So a, a lot to like about Rowan O'Connell, and he's certainly a name to, to keep in mind. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of names still out there. Uh, Jamison Riggs uh, that visited here recently. Uh, Tennessee just got a, a pretty healthy offensive line board right now. So having a couple targets already, already in the boat as, as part of this class of now eight commitments already by early April, uh, they're they're in a pretty good position to to again be selective going forward, take take some of these official visits in June, see who you can get this summer, and that way if what happened last year happens again, if you miss out on a few guys, you know they didn't have as many options last year, didn't have a lot of backup plans. They missed out on Francis Mauingoa, missed out on Stanton Ramil, missed out on Lucas Simmons, and after that they kind of had to reset a little bit, and that's why they ended up later on getting Larry Johnson out of the junior college ranks, who still might end up being the nice pickup, but that's why they, they, they were not scrambling is not the right word, but they did have to reset the board a little bit after they missed out on some of those guys in the summer this year. I think a much better spot. They've cast a pretty wide net. They knew they wanted some tackles and they're off to a very good start and still a, a lot of possibilities out there that could give them the rest of what they need in this class. What about non offensive line talk as my child's birth monitor? Or room monitor goes off. Uh, <laughs> he he wants the, he wants the recruiting nuggets. Knox wants the recruiting nuggets. Ryan Callahan, uh, he's he's bumping in, buzzing in, letting you know to to give him the recruiting nuggets while he sleeps. Um, when you look at the class as a whole moving forward, kind kind of what are you paying attention to? You just did a great job of breaking down where Tennessee is is at recruiting the offensive line as a whole. But when you look at the class as a whole, you mentioned it, eight commitments already, with, which is off to a, a great start. But what are the, the storylines that, that you're paying attention to as, as Tennessee comes out of Easter weekend? Yeah, just, I, I mean, there have been so many visitors this, the, this past two weeks, really. I, I've, I've stressed it and, and maybe even not enough how impressive the visitor list have been for Tennessee recently. So uh, the big story, you know, really for the next week is just, who can Tennessee get here for the spring game? There's always a little bit of competition with other schools nearby having spring games too. You'll have to battle some good programs to, to get guys on campus, but should be a pretty big turnout for the orange and white game as it almost always is. Uh, and, and, and Tennessee's already gotten, you know, several five stars on campus recently, some big, big time important targets. Mike Matthews, the five-star wide receiver, uh, you know, earlier this week, they, they've, they just had a bunch of talent in town over the past two uh, to two and a half weeks, I guess, going back to that first practice in full pads on March 25th. So uh, I, I spoke with someone in the program who'd been at a had been at a bigger program before, uh, but that that visitor list they had last weekend, in particular for the first scrimmage, uh, that, that person said, "Look, I've even the place I was at before. You know, we, we've had some we've had some really good visitor lists, but nothing like this. And that was for a Saturday scrimmage in the spring. Um, so so for Tennessee to have that kind of talent on campus, it, you're 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 leaving a lot of possibilities open coming out of the spring. So how many more guys that haven't been here this spring can they get here this weekend or next weekend for the spring game? How many can they get to come back who were maybe already here just a few weeks ago? Uh, we'll we'll see about that. And then 
you know, just what other, what other position groups can they maybe make some progress on coming out of the spring? I think most, you know, most kids these days or a lot of them certainly uh, that Tennessee is targeting are probably going to wait until the summer at this point that, that, that haven't made decisions yet. Tennessee with eight commitments in a pretty good position to, to not have to worry about, you know, scrambling for commitments the rest of the spring, but you know, who else can they make some progress with going into the summer? Can they get some others uh, coming out of spring practice here with, with some of these spring visits, obviously leading to decisions as we've seen this weekend, can they get anybody else? Uh, you know, I, nothing seems imminent at the moment, but you would have said the same with Gage Ginther a week ago too. So uh, we'll, we'll see what else happens, but certainly it's been a very, very productive spring for, for Tennessee so far. Coaches will go back on the road soon uh, for the spring evaluation period. So that's always a big deal. Um, definitely always plenty happening and Tennessee clearly has some momentum right now, still capitalizing on what was a very good 2022 season and, you're certainly seeing that with Tennessee having a top 10 recruiting class so far. They certainly kept you busy this weekend with three commitments. Where can everybody read and find your work to, uh, to read up on all three commitments from this weekend? Yeah, lot, lots of coverage of that and, and, and continued coverage of Tennessee's recent visitors and even some visitors this weekend. Five-star linebacker Sammy Brown has been in town this weekend. Uh, lots of visitors uh, at Tennessee uh, right now and, and, and that have been on campus recently. So, Get full coverage of that and the commitments and uh, everybody coming into Tennessee soon as well for the spring game and more uh, at GoVols247.com. Of, of course, you can follow us on Twitter as well at GoVols247 and follow me at Ryan Callahan247. But, yeah, lots of, lots of coverage. It's been a busy Easter weekend, and that's, uh, that's, that's not such a bad thing. But it's been a very good weekend for the Vols, even with no practices going on uh, the past couple of days. He's Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Go Vols 247 podcast, a third recruiting podcast in a day and a half. You got to love it. What, what a business. And like I said, keep Ryan Callahan busy. That, that's my motto for, for 2023. Keep Ryan Callahan busy. Somebody get the hashtag started. But for Ryan, we all hope you have a great Easter weekend and an Easter Sunday.